You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I feel like who art ed. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. And for this week's Fun Fact Friday, we're going to talk a little bit about dazzle camouflage. Now, in a previous episode about Jim Davis, Lindsay Little, the comic creator and illustrator, mentioned the idea of the uncanny valley. The idea of this is that as work gets more and more realistic, it seems to get better and better, but then there's this point where it's just a little bit away from photorealistic and it becomes creepy. So, like, our progression as artists getting more detailed and more accurate, it's not like a linear progression going straight up, always getting better and better. It goes up to a point and then it sinks off where getting more accurate doesn't make it better until it becomes like hyper realistic. The idea is that the worst situation is for works to be just slightly imperfect. It should either be hyper realistic or steer hard in the other direction. In World War I, the U.S. and British navies realized they could not perfectly camouflage their ships, and consequently, they decided to steer hard in the other direction. Instead of trying to hide their ships, they decided to razzle-dazzle them. And I can only assume that meeting where that was decided included an impromptu musical number in jazz hands. The idea of dazzle camouflage, sometimes referred to as razzle-dazzle, dazzle painting, or dazzle ships, was that rather than hiding the ships, they would paint designs that would confuse the eye, making it hard for the enemy to get a good sense of the ship's range, speed, and direction. To understand how all this works, we should start with a little primer on a few of the big ideas in op art or optical art. One of the things artists have discovered to fool the eye relates to how we perceive lines. When we see lines, particularly repeated lines, there's a tendency to assume that the lines are describing a plane, a two-dimensional surface. Repeated horizontal lines will seem like they are on a flat horizontal plane. Vertical lines will appear to be on a vertical plane going up and down, and repeated curved lines will look like they're wrapped around a curved surface. One of the strategies used in dazzle camouflage was to paint large line designs and contrasting geometric designs to create illusions of surfaces going in all different directions. The patterns would interrupt each other and intersect in odd points to make it harder to determine the actual contours of the ship. Additionally, the paint would be bright, contrasting colors. And one of the other principles of op art designs is putting contrasting colors next to each other creates a vibrant effect. And when those opposite colors are repeated a lot next to each other, the contrast overwhelms the eye and actually can create an appearance of movement in some cases. 
To be clear, there was not a lot of scientific evidence to support the use of dazzle camouflage at the time. It was a pretty big risk. It was a gamble because while the idea was to sort of disorient the the enemy, it also made the ships highly visible. Norman Wilkinson was a marine artist and officer in the Royal Navy Volunteer Reserve. There was a competing theory of ship camouflage advocated by a zoologist named John Kerr. And he wrote all these theories about like how the camouflage could be similar. Like he was using zebras as a comparison, but Kerr was a bit of a pain to deal with. Even if his ideas were thoroughly researched and painstakingly planned out, the Navy leadership actually went with Wilkinson's ideas because he was generally well-connected socially and just easier to get along with, even if his ideas were more just based on an artist's gut instinct rather than years of study. Wilkinson said that the contrasting patterns would confuse the eye, but there were so many factors involved, it was difficult to determine what, if any, effect it would have prior to the implementation. Still to this day, there's debate as to whether it worked and to what extent. But we can look a little bit at how it worked or how it was supposed to work in theory. Navy artillery was operated by people using an optical device to calculate ranges. They would adjust the mechanism until two half images of the target lined up to complete a picture. Now, ships covered in dazzle camouflage looked so bonkers with the contrasting patterns and vibrant effects, the bold colors, it would, it would not have looked right even if the images aligned correctly. Now, interestingly, the data would suggest this bizarre experiment was somewhat effective. In 1919, they reviewed data from the World War I looking at the period from March 1st, 1918 until the end of the war in November of that year. Among American merchant ships, 78 uncamouflaged ships were sunk, while only 18 camouflaged ships were sunk, and among the U.S. Navy ships, none of the dazzle camouflage ships were sunk during that period. So evidence would suggest that this little razzle-dazzle can not only make the ships seem sassy and fun, but the art actually saved some lives. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and on the website whoartedpodcast.com podcast done.